Hey, hey, everybody. It's Nearby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nearby on Twitter. I'm Nearby on Instagram. I'm also, I'm Nearby Do on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch if you're a gamer, man. Let me get those subscriber buttons and then you can just move on with your lives. Anyway, it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. This is episode nine of the aforementioned Bayside Buddy, a Save by the Bell podcast. Today we begin Save by the Bell season two, baby. As uh, the students are older, the dudes, well, Slater already had the deeper voice, but Zack and Screech now have, they've gone through puberty, so they've got the deeper voices, and things get even better as we go from here, so let's get started. This one, this first episode, season two, episode one, is entitled The Prom, air date September 8th, 1990, and this, uh, season two began nine months after season one ended, season one ended. In uh, December 1989 was the air date of that final episode. So another uh, nine months later is when they started to uh, continue. And how did they continue? They started with the awful version of the intro song, which I will never like that. When you wake up in the morning, yeah, terrible. Uh, Anyway, after that awful version of the intro song, we start in Kelly's bedroom. And there's a knock on the door. And it's Zach and Slater. And they've come to Kelly with an ultimatum. It's one week until the prom, and she needs to choose which one of them she's going with. Because, you know, there's obviously no other dudes at Bayside. Kelly says that she likes both of them, and she doesn't want to hurt either of them. Zach tells Kelly that if she wants to hurt Slater, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Slater asks Zach why, why Kelly would want to go with a boy when she can go with a gladiator. <laughs> Shut up, muscles. Kelly tells the guys that it's a hard choice, like choosing between two pieces of chocolate. And she tells them that she'll give them her answer in the morning. And the guys agree, and they leave, but not before Zach points out to Kelly a Just Say No to Slater sticker on the back of Slater's shirt. (laughs) Later that night, Kelly is sleeping and she's having a dream, featuring Geraldo Screech. This is Geraldo Screech. <laughs> Today's topic is women who love two men. It's trashy, tacky, tasteless. It's Geraldo. <laughs> Kelly cannot choose a date for the prom, so what has this two-timer put her man through? A hunk off Geraldo Screech. A hunk off, indeed. And what do your friends think of this? I think it's romantic. I think it's reverse macho pigism, and I don't like it. Then I don't like you. <laughs> Zach and Slater are a dead even. And what's the final event, Kelly? Evening wear. Disgusting. <laughs> I love it. It's time to choose one of these bimbos. <laughs> so how does it feel to be a loser, Zach? Well, I'm not a loser, Geraldo Screech. I'll always love Kelly. I just want her to be happy. Don't forget tomorrow. Blonde boys who never date again. <laughs> this is Geraldo Screech. Good night. Yes, I love Geraldo Screech and the little facial that he gave at the end of some of those sentences. Classic Screech. 
The perfect little foil. Well done. But uh, uh, Slater with his little with his little jig. God, that dude in his friggin' Don Johnson white suit. Get out of here. Anyway, after the dream, Kelly is awake and she's clutching a teddy bear with a look of concern on her face. We then go to school the next day. Is that my cat meowing? No. Just think of some kids out in the halls of the Cereal Grape Juice Mansion. Anyway, the next day, Kelly has decided who she's going to prom with as a bunch of guys, including Zack and Slater, pop in and they await the answer. Kelly tells Slater and his muscles, which which just are they're just unfairly bare for all to see, thanks to his sleeves thanks to his sleeveless shirt, that he's a great guy, he's a great dancer, he's a great everything. But Kelly's going with Zach. That's right. Zach flips out. And he asks Kelly what Zach has that Zach doesn't have, <laughs> and Screech reminds Zach that he is Zach. And Zach celebrates, and he just he just goes nuts with, uh, well, Kelly's his dream woman. And he just, well, he was happy, to say the least. Slater takes the loss gracefully. He shakes Zach's hand, and he tells Zach to treat Kelly good. Because his grammar's terrible. It's treat her well, Slater. So there's one strike against Slater. Finally. <laughs> well, actually, actually, two. That little jig he did in the daydream. Awful. Two strikes, finally. Anyway, Kelly and Zach leave, and Screech asks Lisa if she'll go to the prom with him now that Zach is no longer available. Lisa agrees to go when worms have ears. Later at the max, Lisa looks inside a gift box and sees that it contains a bunch of worms with ears that Screech cut out and pasted onto the worms. Lisa says that Screech has been hounding her since nursery school, and Screech shows up and he proposes a deal with Lisa. That they go to a movie Friday night. And if she doesn't have a good time, he'll be out of her life forever. Lisa agrees and Screech celebrates. And he, lifts, he, he tells Lisa that she can keep the worms. Uh, <laughs> ah, Screech. Anyway, later Kelly is at home and she's excited to go shopping after school the next day for her prom dress. There's then a knock at her door. And it's her father. Uh, he sits Kelly down to talk. He tells Kelly that world peace broke out, and since he works in the de- the uh, defense uh, business, he's lost his job. He tells Kelly that he told her because he knows that she can keep everybody's spirits up as he looks for another job. Kelly then offers her dad her prom dress money to help, and he very reluctantly takes it after she promises him that she's alright with her decision and that she's never lied to him. You know, I've never lied to you, Daddy. And her dad says, yes, you never have, Pumpkin. Oh, they hug. Kelly's dad leaves. Kelly then starts crying as she tells us that it was the first time she's ever lied to her father. And we get a commercial break. Clap on. Clap off. Clap on. Clap off. Stop clapper. Let you turn things on or off from anywhere in the room. Just plug in the clapper and a television, lamp, stereo, almost anything you want to clap on and off. Clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off, the clapper. Clapper is available at Meyer, Perry, Hills, and Osco. Get yours today. After the break, Lisa, Kelly, and Jesse are at Lisa's locker going over the plan to shop for the prom dresses at the mall. When Lisa breaks out a map of the mall on her locker door, 
<laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, she tells Jesse that she's got a map to every mall from here to Tijuana. Kelly tells them that she can't go to the mall because she can't go to the prom now because her dad lost his job. She says that she's sure Zach will understand. When lo and behold, Zach shows up with the no He's got some news. He's got some great news. Ah, poor Kelly. Kelly tries to tell Zach that the prom is off, but Zach wants to talk first. He tells Kelly that he's booked a limo with all the trimmings. And he says that thanks to Kelly, it's going to be the best night of his life. Kelly then tries to tell Zach about the prom, but she instead tells Zach that she can't wait to see him in his tuxedo. We then go to Belding's office for a meeting with all the prom chairmen. Jesse asks if Belding, you know, don't you mean chairpersons? Slater says that chair chick has a point. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Belding tells Zach that despite him being in charge of the decorations, this year's prom theme is not going to be Zach and Kelly's prom. <laughs> Zach even had some uh, big sign made up saying Zach and Kelly's prom. <laughs> Anyway, Lisa and Jesse start talking among themselves quietly about Zach and Ke the Zach and Kelly situation when Slater overhears them. Slater asks Belding to tell the cheer babes or the chair babes to be quiet. Then Slater asks Belding to tell the chair pig to mind his own business. <laughs> Slater and Jesse are in charge of music and Slater wants the lumbata. That's a freaking uh, dance from the past. While Jesse, Slater says, wants protest music. <laughs> a little system of the down, but no, they weren't even—they weren't around back in '90. At least they weren't—they weren't known. Anyway, Alan the nerd is in charge of food, and all he's ordered are cakes and other desserts. Belding asks some long-haired dude named Robert what he's in charge of, and Robert replies that he's not in charge of anything, and he's only there because the chemistry lab is on fire. <laughs> oh, yep. Anyway, later the students are decorating the venue for the prom as Slater and Jesse look through some cassette tapes. Ah, oh, cassette tapes, man. I don't, I don't miss those, man. Damn. Anyway, Jesse is not impressed by some of the cassettes. And Slater asks Jesse, what's wrong with Paula Abdul and Janet Jackson? To which I have to, to agree. So Jesse's got me agreeing with freaking Slater. Because if anybody has music suitable for a freaking high school prom, it's 90s Paul Abdul and Janet Jackson, man. Come on, man. Straight up. Now tell me. Uh, yeah, that one. The opposites attract. Freaking nasty boys. Come on. Jesse, like, broaden your horizons. Lisa arrives and she tells Jesse and Slater that she and Screech are going to see Zombies in Love at the movies tonight. And it was Screech's decision, of course. <laughs> I don't see what's wrong with going taking a date out to see a horror movie, man. It's a it's a classic uh, guys thing to do. You take you take the girl to see a horror movie. You hope that she's gonna get freaked out and grab onto your arm, and then boom, there you go. She's your woman. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Slater puts on one of the cassettes, and he invites Jesse to do a little dancing with him. Jesse's actually digging the music, as Slater thanks the Lord. Slater then compliments Jesse on her dancing, which he should have known that she's a good dancer from the very first episode when they danced at the max. And uh, Screech and Lisa got the pity victory because of Lisa's sprained ankle. Anyway, Slater then casually asks Jesse the prom if she's got a date. She says that she might. Jesse asks Slater if he's got a date. He says that he might. 
You know, he's he's laid, he's uh, narrowed it down to about 106 girls. And he just then Slater says that perhaps you know he and Jesse should go to the prom together. Jesse thinks about it for a couple seconds and she casually agrees. We then go to Screech and Lisa's movie date. <laughs> Gee, Lisa, I can't believe we're finally on a date together. Are you having a good time? 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 Yes! Yes! You want me to go get you some popcorn, my love? Yes, please go. Lisa, why don't you sit next to him and give the date a chance? Why don't you tell Zach about the prom? What? Nothing. I have some more popcorn. Guess who? The white container so both our hands can fit in at once. Um, Screech, would you go get me some chocolate mop balls? I knew you'd want them. You know, popcorn really makes me thirsty. Do you think we'd go and get cola? Me- or not cola? I'm cola, please. Hey, no water, no soda. When did the zombies fall in love? You'll see. Is that the zombie? No, that's his mother-in-law, his mommy. Where's Matt Dillon? He's not in this movie, just watch. Look, there's a zombie! Uh, What? Quiet! He's cute for a dead guy. There's a female zombie. Can't you see she's wearing high heels? You're into fashion. Are you sure Matt Dillon's not in this movie? Yes, Alan Thicke is the zombie. Everybody knows that. <laughs> what a great movie, Screech. Screech, where are you? I miss most of the movie because of Motormouth down there. Next time I'm going to the movies with Matt Dillon. This has been the worst date of my life. Forget the prom. Wait a minute, you're not supposed to dump me, I'm supposed to dump you. You know, Slater, tonight's turning out to be okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Can't wait for the prom. Why don't you guys come with us in our limo? It'll be fun, thank God. All right, sure. I don't think that's such a great idea, Zach. Why not? Because, um, I can't go to the prom with you. Man, I tell you, that reminds me of when I went to see, uh, it was in uh, either in late the late 90s or, two, it must have been in 2000, Halloween H2O in the theater. And it was a small theater at the Eaton Center in Toronto, downtown Toronto. And you see, the first showing was in a bigger theater in the Eaton Center Cineplex. But about 10 minutes into the movie... The freaking the film like melts away on screen, and they have to cancel the movie. And they say, "Hey, we can either refund your money or give you tickets to a different showing." I chose to go to a different showing, which was in the, the smaller theater because I'm a big Michael Myers fan. I wanted to see the movie, so we get there. It's a smaller theater. It's a pretty decent crowd. Unfortunately, I'm I end up sitting right beside two ladies who would not shut the hell up. <laughs> 
So I basically sat beside two Lisas who were big LL Cool J fans. <laughs> and for those who may not know, LL Cool J is in Halloween H2O as a security guard. So, yeah, <laughs> wasn't cool at all. Anyway, after their date, we go to the we go to commercial break. Cosmic Arc cartridge. Check. Power. Yeah, power. Cosmic Arc is a game cartridge for the Atari video system. Meteor! I got it! The Cosmic Arc searches out strange creatures on distant planets. But the deeper the Arc travels in space, the tougher it gets. Cosmic Arc by Imagic. Video system must be bought separately and connected to the TV by your parents. After the break, Zack is in the boys' locker room and he's he's not a happy camper. He kicks a locker door as Slater shows up and he tries to calm Zack down. Zack tells Slater to mind his own business in an angry manner. And Slater mocks Zack and tells him to please not hurt him and calls him a blonde hulk. <laughs> Zack is still pissed and he punches a locker, just slightly hurting his hand. He then tells Slater that he's bummed out because Kelly dumped him. And every time he's called her since then, her mom tells Zack that Kelly is washing her hair. Zack asks Slater who washes their hair six times a day. Slater reminds Zack that he does. <laughs> uh, Slater, then, Slater then tells Zack that the hair washing story isn't true, obviously. He tells Zack that he was told by Jesse... Kelly's father lost his job and that's why she can't go to the prom. Zack comes out of his funk and now he feels bad for Kelly. As we then go to Kelly sitting in her at the inner bedroom looking out her window when her dad enters tells Kelly that he knows that she lied to him about wanting to go to the prom and he appreciates what she gave up for the family. Kelly's dad then brings Zack in and Kelly is surprised to see him and she says that she suddenly needs to go wash her hair. Zack stops her. He tells Kelly that uh, he found out about her dad and he asks her why she didn't tell him. Kelly says that Zack was so excited and she just couldn't tell him because he was just so, he was so, well, it's a big deal. Especially, you know, in, like Zack and Kelly are the 90s version of Joni and Chachi, man. So when, 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 uh, Cha- when Joni finally agreed to go to the prom with Chachi, man, Chachi was just, in cloud nine, so ah, Joni should have just told Zach. Anyway, Kelly apologized to Zach for ruining his night, and Zach says that his night would have been ruined if he went to the prom with someone else. Zach then suggests he and Kelly go for a walk, and he tells her that the, the, the location is a surprise. We then go to the prom where students are having a good old time. Alan is watching over the cake. And Lisa's there with her date, who's not Screech. Lucky him. And she's telling her date all about the zombie movie. In detail. The zombie did this, and then this happened, while Screech is right back there playing DJ. And Lisa's date jokes about, uh, well, Lisa not, you know, shutting up for a couple seconds. Screech hears this, and he jokes to Lisa's date that her constant babbling is why he dumped her. <laughs> Then Slater and Jesse arrive and take to the dance floor to perform a cool little number together. We then cut to outside the school, where Zach has set up a small little prom for him and Kelly, which includes the previous Zach and Kelly's prom banner. A little can, some candles, some uh, wine glasses with uh, most likely apple juice or apple cider. 
at a picnic bench and they have their little prom. Zach, what are we doing here? Told you I had a surprise. What is all this? It's a prom picnic. You're crazy. Only about you. There we go. <laughs> Zach, this is so nice. Yep, and now we have everything they have in there. Even two pieces of cake I wrestled away from Alan. Sorry, there's no icing. Zach, I don't know how to thank you. Don't. Just close your eyes. Give me your hand. A corsage! It's beautiful. I think I'm gonna cry. Oh, please don't. You might put out the candle. We then go back into the school as Slater and Jesse sneak some cake away from Alan and Screech announces the last dance and it's ladies' choice. The girls look around and pick a dance partner and we go back outside to Zach and Kelly. Kelly asks Zach to dance with him and he agrees. Kelly then thanks Zach for tonight and Zach says that they're together and that's all that matters. They smile at each other and we get our very first Zach and Kelly kiss. As the live studio audience quietly woos and the credits start on a classic episode, a major episode as uh, it's finally official. Zach and Kelly are an item and it's all roller coastery from here. But anyway, that was Zach's prom. Great episode. And uh, we also got to see the beginnings of, uh, well, spoiler alert, the Slater and uh, Jesse relations. So, yeah. I never thought I always never I never thought Slater would uh, would it's like Slater and Kelly together just wouldn't look right even though they did the dancing together but that was as friends as uh, romantic partners no I thought that Zach and Kelly looked better together and Slater and Jesse looked good together but that hasn't officially happened yet so pretend I didn't say nothing anyway we now move on to uh, Saved by the Bell season two episode two this one entitled Zach's War this was a great one air date September fifteenth nineteen ninety. And this episode thankfully starts with the proper intro music, the good stuff. And then we go to the halls of Bayside as classes are about to begin. Zach goes to his locker as Screech arrives and he's uh, eyeing a girl. Screech then goes to Zach and he tells Zach that that girl that he was previously eyeing is about to be Screech's woman. As Screech's outfit looks like a multicolored popsicle. <laughs> Screech then goes up to the girl whose name is Molly and he says hi to her and Molly happily says hi back. And just when she says happily hi back, a jock shows up, puts his arm around little Molly and tells Screech to beat it, which he does right into Molly's locker. <sighs> we then go to class and Belding shows up with news that the school's been chosen to host this year's cadet school and he introduces an army lieutenant who quickly gains Lisa's gaze. The lieutenant asks Lisa if she's okay, and Lisa calls him, well, she tells him everything's fine and refers to him as Lieutenant Hot. <laughs> uh, the lieutenant then talks about the Army way of life and that there's discipline and hard work involved. And Zach shouts out that he's not interested. The lieutenant says that he hopes to see some students sign up for cadet school, and Jesse asks why women aren't allowed in the front line. Slater replies that the men need cooks. Ah, oh, Slater. 
Learn to cook Slater. So that's strike three, Slater. You can't cook that strike three. I'm an awesome cook. Cerealandgrapejuice.com. Go check it out, man. I got recipes, some with video, everything that I've made. So go try it out, man, and become the opposite of Slater, all right? And impress the ladies, dudes. And I guess you ladies can try to. Anyway, <laughs> the lieutenant then tells the kids that in the army, women are second to none when it comes to intelligence, stamina, and courage. And he hopes he'll see some of them at the cadet school, as Lisa calls him honey and says that she'll be there. The lieutenant, the lieutenant then leaves and Belding asks the class if anyone volunteers. Slater stands up and says that he's in. Zack then stands up and says that he's out. Belding then tells Zack that he's out all right. And he wants them to see him in his office in five minutes. Which is where we then go to. And Belding is in his office. <laughs> and he pulls out this huge folder from his filing cabinet, which is probably about three inches thick. And it's got the word Zach's written on it <laughs> in big letters. <laughs> uh, Slater, as uh, sorry, Belding and Zach have a little discussion. The end. El Finito. I am fed up with your wisecracks. I'm giving you a month's worth of Saturday detention. Four Saturdays? Uh-uh. 30 Saturdays. 30 Saturdays? Sir, can we negotiate? Hey, I'll wash your car. The last time you washed my car, you flooded the inside. Carpool, sir. Hold on. Holding, sir. <laughs> Maybe there is something you can do. I want to see this cadet course succeed here, so if you sign up, no detention. You mean all I have to do is join that Mickey Mouse army? That's right. Oh, that and one other little request. We need a full class for the program, so it's your job to get them. All right. You got a deal, Mr. Belding. <laughs> Either he's getting real old or I'm getting really good. 30 Saturdays, man. I love that. <laughs> 30 Saturdays. <laughs> oh my god, a month worth of detention. <laughs> 30. <laughs> oh my god. I've never heard of a school doing detentions on on weekends though. They did it here and they did it in the Breakfast Club movie, but I've never heard of that. I'm sure it, maybe it did happen other places, but it never happened at the schools I went to. As far as I know, I mean, I'm not like I was some attention Hall of Famer or nothing. I was I was a good kid. I had I think I had detention once in my life. I think it was in the 3rd grade. Anyway, I was acting up. Anyway, we then go to the Max, where Zach is sitting with Alan and, uh, oh, Alan the nerd, and his uh, nerd lady friend Louise. Zach is trying to recruit Alan and tells him that in the army they serve cake with every meal. Zach then tells Louise that there's room for her, and she replies that she's not a violent person. Zach tells Louise that there are three guys for every girl in the army, and Louise quickly replies that she can learn to be violent. And agrees to join as she gives the table a nice little chop. Zach then tries to grab a jock named Butch and tells him that if he joins cadet school, he can beat up anybody he wants and not get in trouble. And Butch agrees to join upon hearing this. Zach then joins Kelly, Slater, Lisa, and Jesse at a table. And Zach sparks an argument between Slater and Jesse about women not being qualified for the army. And Slater dares Jesse to sign up and she does as Zach eggs her on. Kelly agrees to sign up after Zach tells her the students can win a, a college scholarship. Lisa also agrees to join to be close to Lieutenant Hot. Zach then tells us that all he needs now is one more sucker. When Popsicle Screech arrives. 
Screech sees Molly at a table with Butch and he says hi to her. As Butch jumps up and scares Screech off, Zack tells Screech that if he joins cadet school, he, become, he can become a real man and get Molly with no problems. Screech thinks about the idea and he has a classic Save by the Bell daydream. Screech? Troops, when I came into the Corps, I was weak, pathetic, and lily-livered. Yeah, and you still are. <laughs> On your feet, soldier. No way, dork. Hey, it's General Dork to you. Attention! Prepare to hold hands. Give them ten. One, two! Ah, uh, yeah. You see, that's just the kind of dreams that us dudes have when we're young. Yeah, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with it either. I'm sure. The, I'm sure. The, I'm sure the girls when they're young have some, uh, some, you know, some dreams similar to that one as well. Yeah, don't tell me you don't. I know you do. I can read minds. Anyway, Screech agrees to join cadet school, and we go to school as students are ready for their first day. Screech sees that Butch has also signed up, and he offers him his hand and friendship. As Butch scares Screech away, Kelly is, ner- is uh, nervous as she wants to get a scholarship. And Zack assures her that he wouldn't be in the class if it wasn't a piece of cake. The lieutenant arrives and he greets the students, fr- and, you know, nicely, friendly, friendly greeting, welcomes them. He tells them to relax and have a good time. And then the bell rings and the lieutenant enters drill sergeant mode. And he refers to the class as men. And Jesse asks him, don't you mean persons? As the lieutenant gives her an, a little angry glance and Jesse just, just basically shuts her mouth. The lieutenant then tells the students that Cadet Corps is now in session and there will be no talking, no smiling, no blinking, and no chewing as Lisa swallows her gum. Zack tells the lieutenant, the, the lieutenant to chill out as peace is broken out around the world. And the lieutenant tells Zack to give him 20 and then 50, and then finally 100 push-ups, because Zack smart-mouthed him. Zack starts doing the push-ups as the lieutenant counts, and we go to commercial break. It's fabulous Dream Glow Barbie. Dream Glow canceled separately. We use special fabric for TV. girls have got a secret glow. Right, Barbie? Dream Glow Barbie. Buffles and lace to wear any place. And when the lights go low. What a Barbie doll comes with this glow-in-the-dark gown and sold. Dreamglo Kind doll sold separately. After the break, Zack is in Belding's office to have another little one-on-one. Forget it, Morris. But, sir, I don't belong in the core. Sorry, you agreed. You are not my headache anymore. All right, if you must know, sir, I'm a bad American. Not worthy of my uniform. Did you hear what I just said? You are not my headache. I... Feel wonderful. <laughs> the army is my Tylenol, and my Zach ache is gone. 
Oh, Zach. Anyway, after the meeting, students arrive for the next day of cadet school, and Lisa hates her new cadet uniform. After her first one on day one was like an army dress with high heels. The lieutenant assures Lisa that she looks great, and Lisa perks up again. Screech then arrives with extended shoulders, and the lieutenant notices it, and, and uh, he tells Screech that he looks like he's been working out. Screech tells the lieutenant that it's scary how he's been developing. When Butch arrives and he slaps Screech on one shoulder, popping one of the balloons underneath his top. <laughs> oh, Screech is awesome, man. <laughs> Zack then arrives, but he's not in uniform. He tells the lieutenant that he's not that he's not cut out from the military and his arms can't take it anymore. Anymore, you know, the lieutenant's training. The lieutenant tells Zack that he'd hate to lose him because Zack is a born leader. And he, proposes a Z, a, he proposes a deal with Zack where the class is going to have an athletic competition and Zack would captain one of the teams and even get to pick the teams. He'd get to make, make up the teams and put whoever he wants on whatever team Zack here. And uh, if Zack wins, his team wins, he's free to leave the core. Zack hears this and he agrees. We then go to class where the lieutenant announces the competition and that there will be a red team and a blue team captained by Zack and Slater. Zack starts to pick the teams by starting with the red team. And he, the red team consists of Alan, Screech, Lisa, and Louise. And he tells them that they're on Slater's team. <laughs> Zack then forms the blue team confis- consisting of Jesse, Kelly, Butch, and a guy named Morocco, who uh, is basically a prop. I don't, he doesn't really, I don't think he competes in any of the events. He's just... He's just there because they needed a fourth person or a fifth person on the team. Anyway, Slater complains that the teams aren't fair and that the lieutenant, or sorry, the lieutenant asks Zack if Zack is sure that the teams are even. Zack gives the lieutenant his word that the teams are even. And the lieutenant then assigns Zack to be captain of the red team instead, while Slater will captain the mighty blue team. Zack panics and the lieutenant tells them. That he got, that Zach got to make the teams, but the lieutenant choose who the leaders are. So, you know, nice little, uh, ha 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 ha. Gotcha, Zach. Anyway, we then cut to Slater leading the uh, red team, uh, sorry, the blue team. His team of the blue, yeah. We cut to Slater leading the blue team in a march in the halls, and they all follow in perfect formation with the about huts, or the, no, so the about faces and the ten huts and the, uh, you, you know, you know the, the, the commands. Yeah. Lieutenant commands Slater on leading his troops and sends them marching off. Zack then arrives with the red team and they all bump into each other when Zack halts them. Zack commands the squad to do an about face and they all turn facing different directions. <laughs> Zack gets upset with his team and he calls them hopeless as the lieutenant shakes his head and he's just... Oh, Zack. Come on, Zack. Smarten up, man. You got Kelly now. Anyway, we then go to an obstacle course where the teams will be racing by stepping in a bunch of tires. You know that the, you know, like like you're running, but there's tires you got to step into, whatever that's called. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna race in one of those. Slater and the blue team go first, and they do very well. Zach and the red team then go, and Zach completes the course with no problems, while the rest of the team all fall over each other. Zach again gets frustrated. He calls the squad a bunch of losers. He removes his red armband and he quits. As we then get another commercial break. 
Super GoBots, the mightiest GoBots of all. Stacks leader one inside, kills so separately. Think you're big enough for the king of the road? Try me. Mighty GoBots, mighty vehicles, GoBots. Too big, Stacks. Not so fast, Psycho. Thanks, good buddy. Super GoBots, Stacks leader one inside, kill each soul separately from Tonka. After the break, Zack is in the room. He's in his room reading a mag when Screech arrives. Oh, Zack, you gotta come back. We don't stand a chance without you. Forget it, Screech. I don't want to waste my time. Oh, but we're getting better. Alan even got his uniform off without ripping it. <laughs> Big deal. I don't get it, Zack. You're the one who talked us into joining the Corps. And now you're quitting just because you're not on the best team? Yeah, that's about it. Because the core is stupid. But you said the core would make me the kind of man Molly would want. So I lied. Sue me. You know, Zach, ever since we were little, I've looked up to you. Aww. You had everything. I always wanted to be like you. Now I'm glad I'm not. Aww. That's right, Screech. Well said, Screech. Well said indeed. Smarten that preppy up, man. He's got Kelly and he's complaining. Who cares if you get your asses handed to you, man? All of us dudes wanted Kelly back then. Friggin' blonde Hulk. Anyway, we then go back to Bayside as the teams are about to have a tug-of-war competition and Zack is not there. The lieutenant gives the signal to begin and Slater and the blue team easily beat the red team. Zack then arrives and he's he's once again dressed in his cadet gear and he asks the lieutenant's, he asks the lieutenant permission to rejoin the red team. Lieutenant tells Zack that he's a quitter. And the Corps isn't interested in quitters. Zack says that he wants another chance and the lieutenant leaves it up to the red team to decide. Zack turns to the red team and he apologizes to them. He says that the only real loser on the team was him. Zack asks the team to take him back. The studio audience goes, Aww. The team then put their heads together literally. And Lisa tells them that they desperately need Zack, and the others agree, and they welcome him back. We then go to the next competition, which is a, a, a like monkey bars type thing. With bars, which you gotta hang from and get from one side to the other. Obstacle. Zack and his team are confident that they're gonna win, and they, they start psyching themselves up. Jesse goes first for the blue team. And she makes it to the other side of the monkey bars in nine seconds. Lisa freaks out and says that she can't get to the bottom of her purse in nine seconds. <laughs> uh, Zach gives Lisa some confidence as Lisa gets ready for her turn. She's given the go-ahead to begin and she just she just flew across from one side to the other of this obstacle in four seconds, well, according to the lieutenant. But bottom line is she just, it was seriously, well done. Uh, uh, Lark Voorhees, well done. I can't even get past that. I mean, not that I'm something special anyway, but even on my best day, I probably wouldn't have been able to make it across that thing that quick. So well done. So Lisa gives the red team a point. Lieutenant congratulates Lisa. She thanks him. Casually asks him if he's married. The lieutenant says yes, and Lisa moves on. <laughs> we then go to a rope climbing competition with Slater competing against Louise. Zach tells Louise that Slater might be strong, but Louise is quick. Louise replies that she's a human dart. And she tells Slater to suck her dust. (laughs) 
They then are given the, the signal to go, and Slater easily climbs the rope. Another freaking thing that is not easy to do, so kudos to you, Mariel. But anyway, Louise couldn't even make it up a foot, you know, basically doing her impression of me. <laughs> anyway, this gives Slater and the blue team a point as Louise is at least satisfied that she came in second. <laughs> well, it's true, in it? <laughs> we then go back to the tire foot race course where Butch easily beats Screech. After that, we go to an American Gladiator-style jousting competition, for those who remember that, where the two competitors get up on a podium and they have the big giant Q-tips and they try to knock each other one because try to knock each other off. So, one of those. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the lieutenant lets the students know that uh, who they're competing against. They're going to be competing against Beldo. <laughs> And that's when Mr. Belding arrives. <laughs> He's wearing shorts and a tank top, knee pads, elbow pads, and a hockey helmet. <laughs> Kelly goes first for the blue team, and Belding tells her that he's going to go easy on her. The fight then begins, and Kelly quickly lays in a few shots with her giant Q-tip, but they don't have any effect on Belding. Kelly then asks Belding if she can switch sticks with him. <laughs> sticks. <laughs> and Belding agrees... Kelly takes the opportunity to give Beldo a hard shot, and it knocks him off the, ped the pedestal, giving the blue team a point. It's then Zack's turn, and Beldo tells Zack that he's been waiting for this one. And this one's going to be for Zack and his sweet little girlfriend, Kelly. Battle begins. Zack quickly says, Hi, Mrs. Belding, which makes Beldo look off to, you know, my wife's here? And Zack quickly lays in one hard shot, knocks Belding off the pedestal, then Zack's team gets a point. We then go to the final competition, well, supposedly, which is another tug of war. And the winner is, uh, they win the entire competition. They're given the signal to begin. <sighs> Remember the teams, everybody. What they're made up of. I mean, there's a, one team has a guy named Butch and a guy named Rocco and Slater on it. So anyway, the tug of war begins and the teams are neck and neck because suspension of disbelief and the rope snap in half. <laughs> oh, come on, man. They would get this. You guys, come on. They get destroyed. Anyway, as a result of the rope snapping in half, they have to try a new final challenge, which is a super obstacle course. Slater picks Butch to run for the blue team as Screech says that Zack is the only one who could beat Butch. Zack disagrees, however. He says that Screech can beat Butch, if Scree and, but uh, Screech isn't so sure. Zack tells Screech to believe in himself. And Screech takes to uh, he, he takes to the starting line as Molly is there looking on. And uh, she's obviously cheering, hoping for Screech to win. And uh, we all, this, I think this is the only we ever see of this character. I mean, heck, man, she's... Come on, man. Well, then again, there's going to be another... Well, we haven't seen Tori yet. Tori's coming. Anyway, Violet. So anyway, uh, they're given the signal to begin. They start by making their way through a couple of small tunnels. And through the halls, they then, end up, they then appear at the top of the stairs, which has a, a couple of slides going down them. And uh, Butch and Screech are neck and neck. Uh, because suspension of disbelief, come on, man. Butch may be bigger, but Screech, I'm sure, is faster, but whatever. They both slide down the slides and the neck and neck. The video then starts going slow motion as both Screech and Butch enter the tire obstacle course. 
and just the the the, the cutaways of, of Screech running in slow motion are classic. You got to go back and watch it. Screech is awesome. Anyway, Screech wins by a nose, winning the red team the entire competition. Molly congratulates Screech, and they walk off arm in arm together. And that's uh, pretty sure the last we see of Molly. The lieutenant congratulates Zack and tells them that since he's since Zack's team won, he's free to leave the corps. Zack tells the lieutenant that he's not quitting because somebody told him that the corps doesn't like quitters. Zack and the lieutenant uh, salute each other, and we get the credits on a great episode. Uh, well done, a great a great message. Because your team, I mean, if you've ever watched uh, Survivor, I used to watch Survivor back the first few seasons, but. Haven't watched it in a long time. Hell, I have a bunch of seasons on DVD box set, but I haven't watched it still in years. But it's not always the strongest team, like the physically strongest and fastest team that win, man. But then again, Survivor's a whole different animal. Uh, yeah. For some reason, man, the strongest athletically, physically strongest people always fall for the bullcrap of the manipulators. So. Yeah, you gotta be a real scumbag to win that uh, that uh, game, unfortunately. But what you gonna do? Anyway, that was Zach's War. That was Bayside Buddy Episode 9 of Saved by the Bell Podcast. Coming up next time, Saved by the Bell Episode 10. The 10th anniversary. 10 years of Bayside Buddy. Unbelievable. It's like it just started nine weeks ago. Anyway, we're gonna go, we're gonna uh, recap and review. Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episodes 3 and 4, entitled Save the Max, which is a good one, where Slater is going to get strikes 4, 5, and 6 against him because, well, he thinks he can be a sports uh, news guy, and he can't. (laughs) And Driver's Education, the other episode we'll be checking out, so join me then, Saved by the Bell, or sorry, Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast. Go to CerealAndGrapeJuice.com for more Bayside Buddy, as well as if you're an old-school Degrassi fan. Uh, Degrassi Buddy for 25 episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High recaps, as well as recipes with videos. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Nairby. Follow me on Twitch at NairbyDo, N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Hit the follow button so I can uh, get to 40 followers and get the subscribe button. Then you're free to leave, just like Zach could have left. But yeah, go do that stuff. And uh, that was that. So, two good episodes. We saw finally the official beginning of Zack and Kelly. The early beginnings of Slater and Jesse. We got, we saw Lisa and Screech go on a date together. And we saw Molly. And then she's gone. So anyway, maybe she'll return. I don't know. Maybe, um, uh, maybe I forgot something. Anyway, see you next time on Bayside Buddy. A Saved by the Bell Cup podcast. Have a lovely day. Go, everybody.